What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, November 21st, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the former and former Imran Khan. I'm haunted. You're haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Your cables. It's all the bad juju you got going on because of this Yoda stuff. Apparently. Why like, do you guys start fights about Baby Yoda? Yeah, you apparently, why do you got to talk shit about Baby Yoda? Baby Imran? Yoda is adorable. It's just we don't have to call it Baby Yoda. We could find another name. We My, don't have one. If you're though. unaware, everybody, you can go to my Twitter where I screen capture his <laughs> Twitter, and I think it's the best thing ever. 15 hours, well, I guess more than this, but we're going to act like this just happened. 15 hours ago, Imran tweets, calling it Baby Yoda is like calling a human child Baby Luke. Then, he, 25 minutes late, uh, ago, Imran quotes himself and goes, stop answering this tweet seriously. Holy shit. I woke up to 50 replies to it of like, no, actually, we're calling it Baby Yoda because there's no other name. But like, I get it. I get why we're doing that. Yeah. I'm just saying it's dumb. And then you immediately respond to yourself, why are you all so fucking defensive about this thing? <laughs> Unless you know the fucking species name of Yoda, Imran, there's no better name, okay? The child. I mean, that's what they called it in the episode, right? Green yeah. baby. Let's go with that. Green baby. Yeah. yeah. And for everybody out there who's like, oh, man, I can't even seen The Mandalorian. I'm sick of people ruining this. I'm, uh, it's done. I was with you for a while. I was trying on the pre-show for the podcast the other day. I was like yeah. trying to dance around it, and like <laughs> it's over. It's everywhere. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm no, sorry, yeah. UK people. Yeah, yeah they're I'm just sorry. posting like concept art of like the baby and Twitter exactly. now. I was like, all right. When I go to the UK meet and greet, I'll set up my phone somewhere with Disney Plus on it, so you can see the downloaded <laughs> episodes of the Mandalorian catch up. I am positive people. that Disney executives will bust through the door. What are you doing in there? Uh, enough about Baby Yoda, ladies and gentlemen. We have lots to talk about, including the breaking news. Of Half-Life Alex, uh, Pokemon selling really well, Amazon streaming, and Animal Cross having subs because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames with your questions, comments, concerns, and everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live on Twitch. You can go to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, watch us do it. You can be in there. You can talk to us. If you're watching it live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you, London. It's happening. The Kind of Funny World Tour's final 2019 stop is indeed London. Uh, Tim, Nick, myself are all flying out tonight to go meet you in London. Of course, that's happening this weekend. If you want a ticket, it is too late. You missed your chance. They sold out in three seconds. However, you can go to twitter.com slash mcfixer and see all the community events that are happening so you can be around and probably touch people who have touched us. That's the way it'll have to happen. Mm -hmm. Communicative, you know? Yeah. When you're in a place with an accent, do you ever like try to like adopt the accent, or do you do it subconsciously? Or oh, like yeah, that? right there, right yeah. there. Oh, can I get a kidney pie? You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, oh, you're from fucking Shire, <laughs> then, huh? Like, sure am. You're from the Shire, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how they put it. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, must be a hobbit. <laughs> Westshire? Is that, is that a British town? There's a town. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack, Zach Parsley, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Third Love Upstart and Quip, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's get a hot off the presses Roper report. Time for some news! Five items on the Roper report. A baker's dozen. The first one's so fresh, I had to write it in in pen. I have things pulled up over here uh, as we fumble to go live. Uh, the Half-Life Alex announcement trailer dropped. We are going to watch it live with you. Do a react. So let me find the, the controller. Yeah. Yeah. I got to turn on the sound. Don't apologize. You weren't ready. Who knew this was going to happen? I mean, technically, we knew it was going to happen, but then we just didn't plan for it. But yeah. I mean, like, we, <laughs> it's not like it broke, broke. But here we go. All right. All right ready? I'm ready. Imran, you ready? Yeah. Steam VR. Should I hear anything? I didn't hear anything. 
I hear breathing. Yeah, that's okay, that's sound. Okay, if you're an audio listener, we got the hands like they were warning us about the grab hands. I forgot what they called them. Are those just yeah, they're disconnected hands. Yeah, but what they call it yesterday. Oh god, it's one of the crab Alex? people. Alex! I'm here. So what's the plan? If we can get this weapon, what we're doing here could change things forever. There's no straight shot to the vault. I'm gonna head inside, find a way out. Got it. I'm with you every step of the way. Looks right. You're gonna need a gun. Don't worry, it's unloaded. <laughs> it's unloaded now. That's a decent joke. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Combine channel's really picking up. They know you're coming. You need to get out of here now. Huh. That looks awesome. Oh god. They've got dad. They're gonna find out what he knows, and then they're gonna kill him. All this is my fault. I never told you. I couldn't. I'm so sorry, baby. You will not save him. Alex Vance alone cannot prevent his fate. Close your eyes, honey! No, no, whatever. March 2020. That's soon. March, that's real soon. Also, fuck March. March is way too full. <laughs> There's already too many games. Yes. Hold on, pause it right there for me. Just uh, available on Steam VR compatible hardware, including Valve Index, Vive, Oculus, Windows, MR. No PlayStation VR? Fucking this <laughs> thing is going to bomb. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> I hope Quest eventually comes, even though it won't, because it looks beautiful. I, just, beautiful. I mean, like, there's now the thing with Quest with, you like... You plug it in, right? Yeah. yeah. I was going to buy a cable today, but, like, the the 10-foot cables are sold out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I just have to wait till these come in, because I don't want to risk buying a cable that just doesn't work or doesn't work well. Sure. Yeah. Um, what would you think? That looks cool. That looks real cool, right? They're doing the stuff with VR that I want them to do of, like... She's holding one hand in here and thus shooting with the other. Yeah. Like, they're using the the fact that you have two hands to manipulate everything, and basically do what you want to do, and, like, reload manually and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the stuff VR is good at. And I would really, I really like games to emphasize things like that. Mm -hmm. It looks like a full, complete VR game. Yeah. That is not like a, this is not a tech demo, this is not a arena shooter or anything like that. It's a full, it looks like a Half-Life campaign. It I does, guess, yeah, and it looks long. Uh, this is coming off of the press of one Jeff Keeley on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Twenty-one years ago, as a sophomore in university, I visited Valve Software to meet with Gabe Newell and write the final hours of Half-Life, the story about the game's development. I'm excited to announce that my next project, the final hours of Half-Life Alex. Watch the trailer and head over to YouTube to see my 20-minute chat with Valve about the company's return to Half-Life. Uh, today, I'm excited to announce my next project, The Final Hours of Half-Life Alex, uh, arriving in March 2020. Uh, for the past few years, I've secretly been traveling to Seattle to chronicle Valve's return to the Half-Life series with Alex, a full-blown VR game. I've played through Half-Life Alex. It took me over 15 hours, and I've seen it in multiple stages of development. This is a full-blown Half-Life experience with a rich, vibrant world, immersive combat, great storytelling, and an innovative game design. Uh, the final hours will tell the story of where Valve has been this past decade. We'll detail the shelved games you've never heard about, meet the people who make Valve what it is, and explore the creative and personal reasons Valve returned to Half-Life. You're probably wondering, why is this VR? Why, why isn't this Half-Life 3? And that took Valve so long to make... I'm sorry, and what took Valve so long to make another single-player game? Today I'm sharing a 20-minute sit-down chat with the team that gives a little more insight into what happened. 
Uh, so uh, Kiwi got a whole bunch of content. Out yeah, there to go see that's awesome. He was one of the innovators of like the vid doc totally. like, process uh, thing because like I think it was Portal Two. He like was there just the entire development and just filming the entire oh from thing. the very beginning yeah, on, yeah. like the final hours okay. yeah 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 he's been he done he's done a bunch of the final hours stuff which is great yeah and then you got these clowns like Danny O'Dwyer coming over here trying to steal his job no clip is just stealing their content exactly you know what I mean embarrassments um I'll tell you what man for real like I I have no allegiance to Half Life I you know right. I played him on the orange mm-hmm. box was like I don't really get it like I don't think that's awesome that looked great that looked like a really cool VR yeah. experience that looks like a thing I want to do yeah exactly uh, I'm, re- I'm reading here on Vice.com/slash/games that. Vice Games, Patrick Levick wrote, if you own an index, Valve will actually be tossing in a copy of the game free of charge. Huh. So okay. other ones, it's going to cost 60 bucks apparently, but for index owners, you just get it for free. Right. I, guess, right. I mean, it's a $700 headset, so good. But let's see. Everyone... Nanobiologist says IGN is reporting Half-Life Alex is compatible with the Oculus Quest with the PC link cable. Okay, cool. That, and that makes sense because it just sees it as a rift, I think. Well, uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Half-Life's back. It actually looks good. The story seems cool. That was a beautiful trailer. I hope it's all in-game and not touched up too much. So I was talking with some friends the other day that it's weird that VR... Like, VR's been a thing for, how was it, like five years now? Sure. We, If you talk about standout games, there's a very small list. Like, there's a lot of decent games. Sure. But it's like, the games that define virtual reality, I would say like Beat Saber, Astrobot. Yep. You're nailing it. And I'm struggling to think of, like, once you go there, you start going, like, a tier below those yeah. games. Yeah, I, I would, mm, length doesn't help it, but I would say you could probably put Moss in the first category. Maybe in between those two, right? right. I mean, like, you have to play kind of thing. Because Moss had a lot of cool ideas and was good, but it was super short. Right. But I like Moss. And this looks like, granted, you don't want to be in VR for 40 hours. but I also, Super hot. Yeah, super hot. Super hot, there's one. Super hot, also very Also, good Vader game. Immortal, I'll shout out. Yeah. Also, Have Lan- you finished the rest of the episodes? Uh, are they out yet? I think so. I, think I know they're giving year. one to three away for free with a purchase of the Quest this December, November. Is that right? I don't know. Ah, interesting. I got to boot up that uh, Oculus Quest then to check it out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I only I, tried the first episode and it was Also awesome. remember, I got that porn subscription thing to try. Thank you. Yeah. No, yeah. Absolutely. We're talking about that later, I guess. No, that's deal of the that's day. Different we thing. have a different okay. porn deal of the day, but I have a VR subscription membership thing code I need to put into the Quest. I have <laughs> Lots of things happen with porn these days. It's Apparently, cool. yeah. But yeah, this is this looks incredibly cool. Yeah, I'm I, into it. Do you think people are going to be mad? It's not Half Life Three, of course. But do you I think mean, a significant number of people? <laughs> no, because I think that Half Life Three is more, more than anything a punchline at this point, right? Mm-hmm. It's a joke people keep tossing out. And well, so they think, did end two. Or I know there is a cliffhanger. I'm yeah. aware. I know, but I think it's uh, to this point like how many gamers have come and grown up <laughs> in the shadow of the cliffhanger 2 and have no idea what the cliffhanger was and don't really care. Do you think this makes it easier to make a Half-Life 3? I do. I think this reinvigorates the franchise, and I I, I guarantee that there's something here, either, either at the end or some document or whatever, that's teasing something that'll happen. And I know this is a, you know between 1 and 2, right. but I think it's going to have something going on that leads you to believe 3 is happening, and here's what it would be, mm-hmm. what it's going to be about. If they'd say, okay, Alex was just the precursor, 3 is still a VR game... Interesting. I would... Depends on how this game works out. Yeah. But my my suspicion is people would not be happy with that. No. So I... I think you do this, you reinvigorate Half-Life, you get a whole new crop of people and they're excited about it. Talk get about like new textures ones. that you yeah. can use and all that stuff too. Uh, I guess... I mean, I know they're mainly PC games, but maybe even re-release Half-Life. Not Abby 2 on the nose. Not nah, 2 on the nose. But yeah, you get people ready and reinvigorated for this franchise and caring about it, thinking about it. And then, yeah, hopefully introducing it to a whole bunch of different people. How many people do you think are going to end up playing this? Because the VR base is not huge. It's not, but I also feel that 
it's what I've always said with PlayStation VR of like I don't understand why they're not putting them in the PlayStation Plus titles, mm-hmm. right? So that you eventually get there and you look back and you're like, well, I have eight VR games. I might as well buy a VR headset, right. right? I feel like this is could be the tipping point for so many people, especially the fact that it does work with Quest plugged in. Right. Of like, well, I've heard great things about the Quest and everybody loves Beat Saber and Vader, Vader Immortal gets talked about all the time and Moss is cool. And you know, I mean, like the, you start rattling off the list that yeah, granted, we're talking about like. AAA, oh my God, stop what you're doing. You have to play this. That list is kind of short. But when you get into like really cool VR experiences and things to go, I think it's built out enough that way that you look at it, you're like, I can justify that as a huge Half Life fan or as somebody who knows this game's about to, or like looks at that and like, I want to be part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I think what VR services and like all the headsets need is here is a list or a small bit of software that will get you used to VR. Because mm-hmm. the first times I used the VR were like as a games journalist, like at demos. Sure. And those all sucked because I I was not used to VR and I was going in there like in all these what what would you call it vertical slice exciting reels of like this is the best part of our game this is going to be the thing that's going to like move you the most literally yeah, move yeah. you and playing those like I'm I'm sick sure. doing this right now but as I I bought a headset I bought a PSVR and I started getting used to it and started figuring out where my comfort level with VR was yeah. I started getting like, okay, I'm, I'm you used to You get your legs. Yeah. You understand after a while. I remember doing the first time in PlayStation VR when they launched it, and it was that so many games were the teleport system. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why are they like this? And then it was uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider came out with that definitive special PlayStation 4 edition or whatever. Yeah. Or was it regular Tomb Raider? Doesn't matter. Whichever one came with, uh, it, must, it must have been the... It would have been Rise because regular was a HD remake. Okay. Or HD upgrade for PS4. Okay, whichever one came with the definitive edition, it's over there on the shelf, isn't it? <laughs> it was this one. It was, hold on. Yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider 27. That's yeah. the one that comes with the uh, uh, PlayStation VR mode. Uh-huh. And I remember when that dropped, and we, I got it, and I was so excited to jump in and play, and it was the first one. It was just like, free roam. And I was like, great. And as soon as I started walking around the manor, I was like, oh my god, I'm sick to my stomach. Yeah. It was just like so weird to be moving. But now, when I turn on a VR, you know, dozens of VR games later, two different headsets later, whenever I turn it on and jump into something, I'm okay. Yeah. For the most part. Like, there needs to be a thing of, like, hey, try Astrobot and Tetris Effect first. Mm-hmm. And then start getting Tetris. into games where you start moving a little bit and start teleporting around. Like, Super Hot's good because you don't really move that much in right. Super Hot. And when you do, it's, it's, uh, the game doesn't move till you move. Yeah. So it's like, even if you need a breath or something, right? You need to orient yourself. You can take a breath and shut yeah. your eyes. Yeah. Like, I. I picture people going into Half-Life Alex like, I got my new Oculus or my new Vive or whatever. I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of Steam VR adoption for this game, but there yeah. might be some. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I'm just going to leap right into this game I've been anticipating and like, holy shit, this is not working for me at all. Yeah. Because like this, while I like look at this game, it does look quite nice and interesting. I do also look at that like, that's a lot of very intense VR they're doing. Yeah. And granted, they weren't moving a lot in that, that uh, initial trailer. I am going to assume by full Half-Life experience is not just stand in the spot and like do Teleport these things. Around, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I assume it's going to be a full movement VR thing. On the other hand, just like I played Resident Evil Seven initially in VR on like like a Capcom demo, and it's like yeah. this is fine. I'm not. It, it wasn't great, but like I could I could reasonably see doing this. But I put it in not VR, and that made me motion sick. Really? Yes. So I imagine like. There is there's a certain amount of design and experience work you need yeah. to make a game like function fine yeah. and this sort of thing. So I wonder like Valve is used to VR because they've been doing all these VR experiments over time. Is this going to be like the culmination of all these these things? Or and that's it, what you like, hope, right? Like that's the even yesterday when we or this week when we've just known the title or whatever and we know it's coming to VR, you hope that in the same way Valve understands what 
uh, Half-Life 3 would mean and what the expectations would be, them making a Half-Life VR game also comes with expectations and mm-hmm. comes with the idea of like, cool, this is going to be the VR game, right? Yeah. Like, and I don't mean to already be crowning them or anything. I, I don't mean it that way. I mean, it's more of the expectation that if Valve is coming, Valve is making a Half-Life ga- game and Valve is making it a VR game, I expect that to be very possibly the best VR game we have. Yeah. I mean, the problem with modern VR software development is that the money's not there anymore. At the beginning, venture capitalists like, VR, fuck yeah, let's sure, do yeah, it. Yeah. Let's pour all this money in there. Then the return wasn't great, so they all abandoned it. So now no one's like, to do a very good AAA VR game, you need someone who has concerns more than what money will we make back from this on this software. Yeah. You need like, people who go, oh, we need to grow the VR User base in general, we need to show, we need to make a big show of like VR. So, because we believe it's the future of the like gaming right. world, and also because we just we think it'll work better in the future and we want to revitalize our development studios, this IP, you need more than one concern. Yeah. So, this is probably what VR's best shot at being that big mainstream gaming thing. 100%. And that's why it's gonna be really fascinating to look at, and it'll be interesting to see. Even me with the quest, right? And you know more about it. You're already looking at the cable and stuff. Mm-hmm. How much? How strong does my computer need to be? And I know that's such a blanket question, but you know I'm a moron when it comes to computers. Like my Surface Book doesn't help, right? I need to have a gaming PC still. I need to have a right. Ring. You you need to have a thing that was Rift compatible okay. at some point. Okay. I think I, I look at the chart and they said like no AMD GPU is compatible, which is false. But okay. like officially supported is the answer. Okay. So it's hard to say. You just have to kind of go to the Reddit and see like, hey, I have this GPU. Is it fine? Or like, see, yeah. that's. I mean, and that's. Not, I'm not saying like it's doomed or anything, but it, that is like still like what sucks of like looking at all the platforms there. There's still that barrier to entry, right? Where yeah. it is still that thing of like, I'm surprised, even though Valve, I, I know that Valve wants to make money on this. They want to, you know, get their properties, yada, yada, yada. I'm kind of surprised it's not on PlayStation VR as well, just as a, we believe in VR as a platform. We want it to as many people as possible. And I, I, I could see it being a thing for PlayStation 5 VR. Sure. That's a great point. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not this one, because like VR does take a toll on the, graphical output of whatever it's like that's why a lot of ps4 or or ps4 vr games are fairly simple looking yeah because they have to be because that it's a ps4 that was not meant to output two dual 1080p images in your eyes yeah yeah so this is i can see valve definitely like trying to make it as simple as possible because it wasn't like a looker necessarily that game it looked fine there were a lot of cool lighting techniques but it wasn't you know the best looking thing i've seen ever sure so i can it was the experience yeah and i wanted we talk about how like quest is like the best way for you to get into vr and like Mm -hmm. the less least barrier of entry for that medium yeah it's also not itself like a hugely powerful thing because like there's only logistically you can only do so much they self-contained headset and also there's heat concerns and stuff yeah. like that like you don't want something on your face getting really hot sure i hate hot things in my face but on the same on the same topic, we talked about asgard's wrath the other day yeah it's like i wrote the cover or not cover review i wrote the reveal for that story for the magazine yeah and i didn't realize it came out because i don't have a piece i have a pc but not one that like necessarily is going to support that game sure and it doesn't support the quest either yep because, but I think I like, remember my disappointment of having the the religious experience of putting the quest on and taking it off upstairs at the uh, Oculus event and being like, "What? Explain how this is happening. What's going on?" And they're like, "Cool." Then they we talked for like thirty minutes, and then it was like, "Let's go down and play some games." And I played Asgard's Wrath, which mm-hmm. is made by uh, Sanzaru, Sanzaru right yeah. down south, our friend Matt Kramer and a whole bunch of them. And it was that thing. I was like, "Great, is it coming to Quest?" He's like, "Oh no, this is a Rift one." I was like, oh. "Yeah, <laughs> like I just got sold in this awesome <laughs> wireless thing. I don't own a PC that can play this thing." And it like. 
in general t- sense, like I don't have space around my PC to do these things. Yeah. Like USB-C is limited by once you go over 10 feet, it starts like it's not. I don't know the exact technical terms, but they advise. Degrades. Don't, yeah. yeah. You yeah. don't want to use a, a cable over 10 feet. So my VR space is way more than 10 feet away from my PC. So what am I going to be doing? Am I going to be dragging a cable all the way from my PC to like? It's a more complicated answer than just like we live in San Francisco apartments. Yeah, yeah. The idea of having a VR space is lunacy. Yeah, and we're getting there. I mean, I think yeah. as all this stuff changes and adapts, and like whatever the next version of Quest would be, whatever PlayStation Five VR will be, right? It, it's all these little things to get over, and I think this is a huge step for them of having Alex and having like Valve say, "No, we still believe in this. This is still a thing." Right? Yeah. I basically what I'm saying is I think the Quest is the future of these kind of things. Ne- yeah. Not necessarily that branding, but if like the next standalone, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, like something that I can just put on wherever, take wherever I yep. want to, 100%. that kind of thing. That's the sort of stuff I. I want. thought about packing it for this trip to London, Paris. Yeah, and I was like, uh, and I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, it's it, for me. I'd be too worried about. Everything that goes wrong with a l- luggage and a flight. Sure. That. Well, I, I mean, it would stay with me. I'm not gonna. I mean, put it in the you know underneath my seat. Yeah, I also worry about that too. <laughs> Coward. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I want like this is a, we need to get there through stuff like this. Yeah. We need those standard like those hooked in headsets before we can like to prove to the Oculuses and the Valves and the HTCs that actually your next step should be a very powerful headset logistically if you can make that. Hundred percent, and I want to play Half Life Alex on something. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like as good as that looked, I am like, all right, fuck, how am I going to make this work? Yeah, you know what I mean. I guess the we have rigs here. Jen just got a tower, and then she doesn't use. I guess like, but fucking PC gaming always making me come off the goddamn bench. Val sent a a index to my girlfriend, so I'm just going to go over there and play that. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> uh, Nana, but I'll just uh, has clarification too. There are three episodes of Vader Immortal, and all three are included when you purchase a quest from November twenty first through January thirty first, twenty twenty. They must be redeemed within thirty days of purchase. I wonder if I can just like bother them. Like I recently bought a quest. Just give me the thing. You're a press person. You work for kind of funny. It should be easy. <laughs> just get in there. Do it. Did I ever Don't. tell you? I think I've mentioned this before. I've I've seen the Oculus notes about me. No. Like, you know how they like they have notes about journalists? In I've heard of that. I've never seen anybody actually have them. At the judges. Because I'd love they, to see my PlayStation they, file. <laughs> they left the notes just out there, and yeah. I was like, I just happened to see. And it says, he will put, or he will aim every weapon at his face the first oh, time. Oh, I, I do does. remember that. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I do that. Fair. Yeah. I, I like I, that that's the note they put down. Yeah, I guess it annoys some developers that I do that. Those developers can go down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two on the Roper Report, Pokemon Sword and Shield is the fastest selling Switch game. This is Chris Priestman at IGN. And while I'm here, shout out to Chris, who's been on Kind of Funny Games Daily, I feel like, every day this week doing great articles. Good work. Awesome. Pokemon Sword and Shield has sold over 6 million units in its first week to become the fastest selling Nintendo Switch title so far. The Pokemon Company announced today that Pokemon Sword and Shield has sold over 6 million units globally in its first week. That includes both digital and physical sales since the game's release date on November 15th. As translated by industry analyst Daniel Ahmad, uh, the Pokemon Company noted that this smashes the previous record held by Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which sold 5 million units in its opening week. With that title now taken, Smash Bros. Ultimate will have to settle with being the best-selling fighting game ever. Business Wire also reports that 2 million copies were sold in the first two days in the U.S., making it the highest-grossing launch in the U.S. for any Pokemon game. That could put it on track to sell 4 million copies faster than Pokemon Sun and Moon, which previously set the record for a Nintendo game sales in the United States. Uh, 
Uh, for an additional comparison, uh, the 2013 Pokemon X and Y sold 4 million units across the globe in its first week, while the last generation's Pokemon Sun and Moon reportedly sold 7.2 million in its first week, according to Eurogamer. Before we get into this, I want to bring up another Half-Life thing that I just saw. Okay. Uh, I'll allow it. Valve has confirmed Campo Santo is working on Half-Life Alex. Ooh. Which is why Valley of the Gods went silent. Oh, I saw the thing going around yesterday or earlier this week when it was what is going on at Valve, and it was all the Campo Santos people remo- had removed Valley of the Gods from their bios, mm-hmm. where it was like you know designer on, and, and that was like Valve designer. It was yeah. like they they took it off. That makes sense. Yeah, sucks for in the Valley of the Gods, which I was stoked for. I saw their GDC talk earlier this year, and they removed 2019 from everything. So, Did they just have cigars with $100 bills they were lighting? <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm interested in, like, as a, someone who listened to Idle Thumbs a lot back in the day, I'm really interested to see what they do with Half-Life then. Yeah. Like, now I'm more interested in the game. All right, we can go back to Pokemon. Just That's fine. Well, they, yeah, it's, Pokemon. It's, Pokemon sold really well. Yeah. 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 Have so you played they, any of it yet? I, yeah, I played it quite a bit. I'm up at the second i don't know i finished the second gym last night i'll probably play some more between this and gamescast okay well, but okay. it's i we'll talk more about it at gamescast i'm not surprised that boycott failed that people have, like what a surprise the the vocal minority of yeah. like people who are very mad about it they lied to us <laughs> that said there's criticism about that game that i have in in spades oh sure of like oh wow this is not nearly as good as it really should have been but because the discussion of that game has gotten so toxic, it's really hard to talk about those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it, this is good for them. Great numbers, obviously. But it's also the thing of, like, no shit, right? Like, we yeah. were all waiting for the first real Pokemon on Switch. No offense, let's go. But, like, you know, for, you right, knew yeah. this was going to go crazy, and especially with the, the light. Switch light and everything yeah. else. Yeah, The that, light was out for this game, basically. Like, they put that thing out because they knew you need to put out a smaller thing for children and like yeah yeah, and like less expensive things so people can buy multiples for pokemon exactly and And that's that's the other thing too i and i don't get me wrong i'm not trying to take anything away from it it's like oh man they sold more than smash well it's like well yeah you're selling two copies of your game (laughs) if smash sold two copies of smash with different things i'd love to see how that would actually shake out but again go get them you pokemaniacs it wasn't until i was an adult that i thought like as a kid i was like no one's gonna buy two copies of the game which is for trading then as an adult i see all these people with disposable income like yeah i'm fucking buying both yeah (laughs) i'm gonna play as one of the boy trainer one of the girl trainer we're gonna do whatever we need like yeah of course like okay actually i don't think of pokemon necessarily as a children's franchise that much anymore no no, i think of it as a very like not for adults only but like most of the PYC playing that game. Well, that, adults. that's the big, and I'm sure we'll get into this games cast when you talk about your criticisms mm-hmm. of it. But like, that's the biggest push and pull I think with it, right? And why you see the boycott and people are upset when it's like, I'm, and this isn't me taking a shot at it. I swear, I think of Pokemon. I think Pokemon is a kids game, right? It yeah. still is at its core a kids game, and it's made for kids. But the fan base is aged with it and hasn't let go of it. Right. So you are at this point where Tim and tons of other people, but you know, are let's like, call out Tim. We'll call it Tim, right? Yeah. All these idiots with blue eyes are like, you know what I mean? God, like, I'd love it to step up and be an MMO and be open world and yada. And it's just like, that's all a great idea, but they're still selling six million making the kids game that gets all the dumb kids to come in and get into it and buy the cards and buy the merch and buy the backpack. Like, they they understand that you want it, but you keep buying it too. So like, there's no reason for them to change. Yeah. If it ain't broke. I mean, Pokemon itself is like such a big ship. Like, as an IP, you can't delay. Uh, Sword and Shield because the anime is starting this time the merchandise also needs to come out they're yeah. putting up pop-up Pokemon centers with like this stuff in like London and all that jazz oh, I'm going to London you are going to London I don't know if the Pokemon center is still up right now no. I think it, it may have closed by now but I would check into it Okay. but 
they're doing they have so much stuff that depends on the game releasing that you can't say you know what this isn't working for us right now we don't we haven't finished x or y like literally x or y <laughs> like you, you got, we haven't finished these things and we need to take a little bit more time to work on this game like they can't pull a doom eternal saying this is not ready yet yeah yeah of course yeah so the game has to come out very when it comes similar out. to Jedi Fallen Order, right? Yes. Where I'm sure Respawn would have loved more time, and Disney and uh, EA were like, "Yeah, no, there's a movie coming out, and mm-hmm. there's the Mandalorian, and there's stuff like your game's coming out now. Like it'll be fine. Don't." Worry I took about a video it. clip last night where I force pushed a stormtrooper into a wall, and he disappeared into the wall, but he didn't die, so he just kept yelling at me like, "I, I can't do this alone. Please <laughs> kill me, <laughs> kill me." <laughs> like. Every game or every developer, I think, needs more time. I think Pokemon and Game Freak are way less able to do it than most of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stead John at says the London Pokemon Center closed the day Sword and Shield released. Ah, sorry everybody, I won't be able to get you a Pokeball over there. I am starting it on the plane ride though. My yeah. London plane ride tonight. I'm gonna start Pokemon. Will this be the one that finally turns me into a full blown Pokemaniac? You all were here when I became a Pokemon master in Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. Mm-hmm. Will this make me the Pokemaniac? Did you try Let's Go at all? I did try Let's Go. What do you? How do you feel? I about got that? bored with it. Mm. I would. I could see that. You know what I mean? I feel like you'll get bored with this one. I give every like... Pokemon the college try. You know what yeah. I mean? Where I get in there and I get it and I go and I just. Uh, but like it's the normal thing. The reason like I I did more Let's Go than usual and I you know was really into Pokemon Go is like Jen mm. loves Pokemon. Right. Like Jen plays every Pokemon. Mm. So like she's starting it today to get her feet wet and then also playing it next to me on the plane. Hell yeah! So like if she's there and I'm there and we're both catching you know Geo dudes and Pikachu's and Raichu's and Porygons, man. Um, <laughs> The flight attendant will probably come by and be like, you guys have to calm down. You're having, <laughs> you're having too much fun over sure, here. Sir, we're getting complaints from the other seats. They're, yeah, everybody else is out there playing their Vitas. They're bored. <laughs> number two. No, I'm sorry. Actually, number three because we added the other one. Speaking of Pokemon, Gregway, there's a Baller Community Day Deets. I'm sorry. Baller Community Day Deets have been released for Pokemon Go. Uh, this is Kevin over at GameSpot. While most community days only run for three hours, December's will be a two-day affair. Uh, the event for Pokemon Go takes place on December 14th and 15th and runs from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time each day. During both days, all of the featured Pokemon from every previous community day this year will spawn more frequently in the wild, while the featured Pokemon from 2018's events will appear in raids. On top of that, you'll have another chance to learn each featured Pokemon's community day move if you can evolve them into their final form before the event ends. Finally, special bonuses will be available each day during specific windows of time. Speaking of Jen and Pokemon, did you ever stay with Pokemon Go? Well, no, we dropped off. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we finished it. We were great. We we (laughs) caught some Pokemon. It was great. No. I remember you guys were like, you convinced me to download Pokemon Go at the dinner table. Yeah. And then I never booted it up again. Yeah, we. I remember that we were we did that, and then we were drunk, and we walked home, played it together. We missed your house because we were playing it too much. Yes, we. And, I think missed it twice. We yeah, walked past it twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we went. Yeah, uh, it was great. It was our morning routine for a lo- like what a month and a half, two months of waking up every morning and doing it. And then Jen went to Montreal for work, and I slept in. <laughs> and then both of us stopped playing, and it was that thing that never got reinvigorated. Really quick, someone yeah. in the chat pointed it out, and I just want to call you out publicly on it. Weren't oh, you God. supposed to play Link's Awakening on this fucking London flight? Yeah, flight's long though. Flight it's ball. a long fight. It's true. It's yeah, true. but I know I have it both loaded up. It's, right, it, I have three games that I am limiting myself to playing. Wow, well, actually, shit, four now. Because there's, okay. I got uh, Link's Awakening. Okay, I got Pokemon. Okay, I got Return of the Obra Dinn, oh. which I never played on PC, and yeah. everybody gave me hell for it. And I was because like, sorry, PC. keep keep, pay, keep beta testing it yeah. for me. Then it came to Switch, and everybody's like, if you liked uh, Telling Lies, you, this has some of those vibes in there. Yeah. Trying to piece it together, I was like, oh fuck, this nice. is very so, much man. a notebook on the side kind of. See, game. and that's my thing. Imagine that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's 
middle of the night, whatever flight. I'm sitting there. I got my little coffee. I got my little notebook. I'm sitting there yeah. looking at this thing. Like, what? What? Who is the Obra Trying Dinn? to, trying you know to I mean? put it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, who is the Obra Dinn? Hold on one second, because I can't. Right. Re- it's embargoed for sure. Let me see. So you got this fourth game. Are you going to go. start the Clone Wars on this flight? Or- I want you to know. I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, obviously I love flying. No mm-hmm. big deal. I'm United Gold. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. Okay. Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, when I get up there, you know what I mean? It's like when you go to a good party and you take your wedding ring off. Whatever happens is going to happen. <laughs> oh, okay. All right? So what? I'm getting on Drop this plane. Keys in the bowl. Exactly. I got, I got Pokemon. I got the other thing. Hold on. When does this game come out? What's the embargo? Hold on. Launch date. Is that, I'm just going to say it. I'm sure they won't care. I got where the water tastes like wine as well. Oh, yeah. On the Switch. And I, I want to take with that. Anyways, though. I got the Switch ready to go with all those games. Yeah. I got the iPad locked and loaded with oh so many comic books, right? All I right. got to catch up on Batman. I got all my Batman books there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to read up on Superman before this big reveal in Superman 18 next month. Very excited. Uh, I got a whole bunch of other things. Then I got the Clone Wars on there. Right. Then I got my big Small old headphones. Water. Huh? Small Watto. People, yeah, people wouldn't have to meet. Like, I thought you said me. small wonder, and I was like, "Hold the phone." Does <laughs> Disney Plus have small wonder on it? Because I will download all the seasons of small wonder. And then I got my neck pillow. So like, when I get on there, first things first, knock out for a little bit, try to get get out in the London time. Mm-hmm. Then I wake up, I do one of these, and then I'm, what am I into? Where am I going? What do I feel like? What are you feeling? You know what yeah. I mean? I like it. So my problem with a, with flights in general, yeah. is that let's say I have a five hour flight, I will take twenty five hours of entertainment oh, yeah. with me. Oh yeah. And it's like, okay, I have all this stuff. I have so many options for whatever I need to do. Sit down, listen to a podcast for the first two hours. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to pull out my iPad, play a game, whatever. Drinks come. It's like, okay, well, drinks are here. I'm going to like watch a thing while I eat my mini pretzels. Yeah. And it's like, okay, did about an hour on that. Now I'm going to rest for a bit. Then fight's over. It's like, okay, well, I guess I didn't need to bring any of those i didn't need to buy like three games to come here that's why again i am a psychopath i understand mm. but i enjoy these double digit hour flights because mm-hmm. yeah when i'm going to la or whatever it's always oh man i'm gonna buy internet i'm gonna answer so many emails <laughs> and i get on there and it's a uh, planes like, as much as i fly put yeah, me to sleep you go up there and then like immediately you come down exactly but it's not even that where i get on and it's just like as soon like we're not even off the ground yet the engines are and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna and I'm, i wake up and it's got 10 minutes left so i'm like ah. so this one i knock out some hours and i'm ready to go coming back from london last time was one of the best flights of my entire life because we got delayed a bunch so i ended up playing 15 straight hours of valkyria chronicles on switch <laughs> and i was in heaven and i landed and i was so happy and i tweeted about it and jen just responded i was next to him the whole time it was disgusting <laughs> <laughs> and i was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so who knows what's gonna happen tonight guys mm-hmm. exciting so what, like- am, what snacks am i gonna get at the airport i don't know i'm gonna get out there and freewheel it see Dude, what's happening get a cinnabon no what cinnamon no way at sfo what yeah, I don't even think where, is, where there's no Cinnabon at SFO, is there? I don't know. International Terminal, I'm weak on in terms yeah, of what's over there. I can't. Yeah. All food at SFO is terrible. It's true, yeah. Napa Farms, they try. This yeah, has been your SFO do. podcast. <laughs> uh, I loved this podcast, by the way, so far. Number four Amazon is getting set to enter the streaming race. Ian Shear over at CNET has the thing. Or I guess it'd be. No, I'd be. Sh- no, I'm putting share. Yeah, right. I'm putting too much in there. Uh, at CNET uh, has a whole article about Google Stadia and then has a section about Amazon in particular that's making mm-hmm. the rounds. One of the most anticipated entrants into cloud gaming is Amazon. The online shopping giant already sells video games, video game consoles, and accessories. Uh, It also owns Twitch, a service that allows you to watch other people play games live. But it has ambitions to do more, including a game streaming service to compete with Google, Microsoft, and Sony, though it hasn't discussed its game streaming service publicly. How do you feel about the Oxford comma? 
I insist on it. Wow, it's driving me crazy that Ian isn't using it in this article, right? Because I screwed and that up. I, I believe sh- AP has now decided they don't want to use the Bakugan. No, comma. did they really? I don't know if it's official rule or they suggested that like God. you don't have to use it. I remember in college, like that was a big thing. AP was like, we got to use it. I digress. Uh, Amazon is planning to announce its service next year, according to two people familiar with the company's plans. It's begun recruiting people from large game companies like Microsoft to help with the, with the launch, as well as hiring for a few jobs for a new initiative within its Amazon Web Services team, which sources said is involved in Amazon's future gaming service. Quote, we believe the evolution that began with the arcade con- communities a quarter at a time, growing to the live streams and esports of today, will continue to a future where everyone is a gamer and every gamer can create, compete, collaborate, collaborate, and connect with others at massive scales, one job posting this month showed. And in at least one other job posting, the company said it wants to, quote, drive an innovative use uh, cases like machine vision and game streaming, end quote. Amazon said uh, in yet another job posting that it plans to integrate uh, its new initiative with Twitch and the company's other services. The information earlier reported on Amazon's plan, citing a possible launch next year. Amazon didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. Industry insiders believe Amazon's plans for a future video game service are a foregone conclusion, despite struggles in its game-making studios, which saw layoffs earlier this year. Instead, these people cite the company's sprawling $119 per year Amazon Prime subscription empire. Uh, by the way, if you have Amazon Prime, you have uh, Twitch Prime. We'd love it if you gave us your Twitch subscription. It's very easy. Every 30 days you have to do it, though. It doesn't auto-renew. Kind of funny games. Pull the car over right now. Open up a web browser. I'll wait. <laughs> It's okay. The show's not going anywhere. Yeah, don't do it while driving. Just pull the car. Yeah, over. pull into the median. Just put on your hazard. Stop in the middle of the highway. They'll go around you. That's what everybody else for. is listening. It'll be fine, Barrett. On the side of the road, not the median. Barrett, if they're giving us the Amazon bucks, who cares? All right, park <laughs> the car wherever. Get out of the car. Run. Just run. <laughs> <laughs> Just run into that field over there. What is that thing? You know what I mean? It's gonna be great. Anyways, I'm apologizing. Uh, which already <laughs> includes music streaming, lauded video projects like The Man in the High Castle, free grocery delivery, and more. Quote, the odds of them letting the Scarlet and PS5 launch without Amazon being there is zero, said Michael Pachter, an analyst at Wed- Wedbush Securities, referring to Microsoft's upcoming Xbox and Sony's next PlayStation. Amazon talks a big game. Sure do. They Have they shipped a video game yet? Oh, no, right? They've canceled a lot. Yeah, no, that's definitely sure. They've laid a lot of people off. There's still that MMORPG that they say is coming. New World, I think it was called. I I could see this being a thing that they would want to do. I don't see them being as gung-ho about it as Google is with Stadia. Mm. I could see, but maybe that's the, that's the best choice of like, just kind of dip your toes into it, be a facilitator for other people. You've got one of the biggest server banks in the world. You might as well use it. Yeah. Like... I hope they don't. But I, I mean, I, it's, I don't know. It's just like, it's literally where we're at with all these different streaming services for mm-hmm. video. It's just like, all right, isn't this enough now? We got enough now. Can we all stop? Why is everybody doing one? Yeah. Now Amazon's going to do one soon. It's like, ugh, is that. Well, it's kind of like what we were talking about with VR is like, you need the steps mm-hmm. of everyone That's trying true. to get in That's there true. to get to the next step. And maybe Amazon would be the one that works. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it would yeah. be what I want from Stadia that I'm not getting from Stadia. Yeah. Maybe it would be that Amazon's somehow switching over to. I don't even know, but figuring it out through their server farm and what their already great infrastructure is for selling shit, where mm-hmm. it would just be that it's one click of the button and I'm buying the games that are day and date and everything else. Yeah, or it completely sucks, but they have one thing that Google's like, oh shit, we didn't think of that. Yeah. We should copy that. Because like, right now, they said they didn't want to integrate it with Twitch. They should do the thing that we've been saying Stadia needs to do with YouTube of you click the thing and you're just playing the game from that place right there. Yeah. And like Stadia said they were going to do that and they're kind of not so far. So... 
maybe like with Twitch, they have a better technology for it, where they figured it out in a way that other people have not. Yeah. Like, yeah. this could reflect well on... But even that was the thing. It was like when Amazon bought Twitch, we are like, oh, God, here we go. It's going to get... And, like, YouTube was like, we're going to get serious about streaming. It was like, let's see how Amazon's money plays into Twitch. And it's like, nothing's really changed. Yeah. It's like, come on. What the hell? <laughs> Wasn't this supposed <laughs> to get way better? Uh, a little boy named Jeffrey Grubb writes into You're Wrong. It says, Amazon released that shitty Grand Tour racing game based on the Amazon show. <laughs> Turns out big companies don't have the stomach for making giant games like Sony and Nintendo. Good luck, Google. <laughs> Thank you, Grubb. Also, uh, Zach does confirm AP style book currently used in my journalism classes 2019 edition says the Oxford comma is not required, Boo. which is ridiculous. He is Boo. correct. It is ridiculous. Barrett, what? make a note. I want to start my own style guide and get it into colleges. All right. The Greg uh, Miller. Basically, okay. it just needs to be yeah. the AP style guide from 2005. No, I'll do four. I probably knew more yeah. than. The GM guide. Exactly. And then we'll just take that and we'll, sl- we'll put bold letters. That you got to have the Oxford comma. We're, we're good to go. Okay. Do I have to send that just to a college? Like, how do I? No, you just make the note. I'll do it. Oh, okay. I'll get it out cool. there. I, just, I won't remember from here on out. You know what I mean? Cool. It's like, you're my Siri. Because I, yeah, I make a lot of reminders on my phone, too, and then I don't understand them. Let me Tell me if this makes sense to you. And actually, you know what? Everybody who's out there, if you understand what I meant by this. Go for it. Hold on, hold on. i got to open up the whole reminders thing. Huh? Do this? Then, yeah, it takes a while. It's yeah. a weirdly... It's just, it should it's, be better than it's, this, It's so right? many clicks in. I take slight offense of Here's being what compared I wrote. to Siri. Well, I'm sorry, what? I take slight offense of being compared to Siri. Would you be preferred? But to I be call out your name and ask you to do things for me, and you're, you have a better success record than she's. Here's a note I have here on my reminders because I've been trying to use them more. Right, look in to fifteen slash five parentheses Adam. <laughs> what the fuck was I trying to tell myself? The is that, is fi- that the fifteenth like, month on the five day for Adam? Is it like who's Adam? Division? Is it like fifteen divided by five? Is it looking to three? Like I can't imagine I meant twelve five. <laughs> Right? And I look at that. That's a Thursday. <laughs> Maybe yeah, there it you is. are referring to March in a very weird way. So, and the only things on the calendar, it's a normal day. Mike Mahardy from GameSpot's going to be on Games Daily. His name's not Adam. He's great. Darksiders Genesis releases that day. That's not Adam. <laughs> Game. Do we know? No. Do you know an Adam at THQ Nordic that you want to reach out to? About <laughs> Dark Genesis? Like, Maybe I guess I don't know. It's very confusing. I mean, I feel like the key to that is to find whatever Adam this refers to, and then get sure. to figure out the message from there. Yeah, I just don't know many Adams. It's not Adam Boys. Was this a was this a thing you wrote sleepily, or you just know. wrote quickly? Again, and I'm not good it. at using reminders. I don't even know how to. Use, if, uh, it does it? Can I see when I wrote it? Mm-hmm. You can. I well, no, I think. Unless you put a date, I believe it should tell you of like I date when this reminder is due. Scheduled, maybe? Yeah, I got nothing. No, that's not it. Yeah, no, this doesn't. We don't know. Yeah. If you're Adam, tell me what I need to tell you to, to do on the 15th divided by five. I don't know. Right into kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you're Adam. Uh, Lord of Phone po- points out that uh, Amazon is the host for PlayStation Now, or used to be PlayStation Now. We're moving to Microsoft Azure platform. That's true. Yeah. Like, the, what are the big server firms? Google, Amazon, Microsoft, there's not really much room for anyone else to get in the game. Right. And that's why everybody freaked out when PlayStation or Sony is like, we're going to work with Microsoft on this. Yeah. Which is like, who cares? They're, they're not going to work with Google. Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, f- finally on the road report in number five, uh, we have more information on those Animal Crossing Pocket Camp subs we were talking about. This is Hayden Taylor over Games Industry App Biz. Nintendo has now detailed the two subscription plans, which come to a combined total of $10.98 per month. <laughs> 
The $7.99 Cookie and Depot plan gives subscribers five free fortune cookies at the mobile game's loot boxes per month, plus an expanded inventory. Meanwhile, the $2.99 Happy Helper plan automates some of the in-game tasks, such as collecting event items and completing animal requests, so players won't have to log in as often. So just pay three bucks and you don't have to play the game you want to play. I could also just not play the game. Exactly, yeah. That seems like a much better option. I, I... when Animal Crossing Pocket Camp dropped, we were all so desperate for Animal Crossing. I played for a while. Yeah. But, I mean, it was that thing of, like, I don't... Was I ever having fun? I don't... <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember doing the Christmas event and trying to get all the stuff to put up my tree and put up... And I was just like, am I really having a great time here? This kind of feels like, oh, shit, people are just going to abandon this game when a real Animal Crossing comes out. Let's find a way to get them, like, bought in for a while. Or make whatever revenue we can yep. before March. And that was the thing. Even Joey started playing it again, not recently, but in the last few months, because mm-hmm. she's like, well, they got to put something from, from this into the next Animal Crossing, right? So yeah. I might as well try to earn whatever I can. I'm like, I guess. Taking a gamble there. I'm sure something will be in there. I, yeah. I mean, this, it feels like this is Nintendo experimenting with subscriber stuff and like seeing what they can get away with between this and Mario Kart Tour. Yeah. I don't think either of these are good values. I don't think either of those are good games to begin with, yeah. but this one feels like, hey, you're already, if you play Animal Crossing still, you're probably the kind of person to give us more money. You'll totally, yeah, of course. When you're talking about the first one being like, okay, more inventory. Cool. I'm yeah. sure everybody needs that, wants that. Yeah. I just want it, Animal Crossing. Yeah, know? I want a real Animal Crossing, which we'll get in a couple of months. Nanobiologist tries to crack the Atom Code. He says, Avengers by Crystal Dynamics comes out May 15th, 2020. Fifteen five to the foolish Europeans. <laughs> All right, we're getting warmer. That's a, that's, a, that's a good theory on what I was trying to say. Someone else in the chat said 12.5 is when that new Adam Sandler movie comes out. Mm. Uncut chat. I doubt it, but as drunk as I look in that note, maybe that is what I was saying. He's going to give away his ring or whatever, right? Because he has a gambling addiction. Uh, Imran, I can't wait to see somebody crack the code of what the fuck I'm talking about on my own phone. But... That is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where do I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. Black Future 88 on Switch and PC. That game is cool. Is it? What is it about? It's like a roguelike side-scroller action game. Okay. It's. I played it at a couple of events. It's a very like dystopian, heavy metal looking thing. Okay. I... Look at a video when you get a chance. It's neat. All right. Uh, Demo Reborn comes to PlayStation 4. Asterix and Obelix XXL 3, the crystal min here, uh, comes to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mac. A very popular French cartoon comic strip, I understand. I remember being very jealous that, like, oh, that looks cool. Every time I saw it in gaming magazines as a kid, yeah. I'm surprised it's still around. There it is. <laughs> Farmer's Dynasty, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Narcos, Rise of the Cartel on Switch. Thief of Thieves, Season 1 on Switch. Green, The Life Algorithm on Switch. Soccer Die, Cosmic Cup on Switch. Bob-Ob's <laughs> Mausoleum <laughs> Episode 3 on Pato and Mortenberger on Switch. <laughs> Force War on Terror on Switch. The Tourist on Switch. Coffee Rush on PC. Hide and Seek, The Lost World on Hide PC. And oh, my apologies, right? Uh, Color Grid, PC and Mac. Guntastic, PC and Mac. Typing of the Undead, PC and Mac. Is that... The typing? You would think, well, Typing of the Dead was what it was called. This was, Yeah. Uh, you assume is a knockoff of some kind? Yeah, that's... Hmm. Get me Typing of the Undead. Let me know if it's a Sega thing, <laughs> Bear Bear. Typing of the Undead, PC and Mac. Let me know if that's Sega. Uh, the Yellow King on PC, Deep in the Forest, PC, and then Mountain Rescue Simulator on PlayStation 4. 
That sounds kind of interesting, too. Uh, new dates for you. Trover Saves the Universe is coming to Switch November 28th and Xbox December 3rd. Cardpocalypse is coming to consoles December 12th and 2019. Then, when we were sitting down, I had breaking uh, breaking news that I'm sure you're all very interested in. Here's typing at the end. Oh, this isn't. This ain't real. This ain't lie. This is this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Okay. Um, Last Claudia, the action-packed JRPG released last month in North America, crosses over with Square Enix's collection of mana in a limited-time event starting November 26th, uh, 26th bringing hum- uh, heroes, items, and music from the classic JRPG into this world. So there you go. That's neat. Yay. And then Rocket League says... Blueprint update will go live in Rocket League on December 4th for all platforms pending certifications. Uh, deals of the day for you I got this press release and I put it in here Today the leading adult entertainment company Announced Life Plan This is from Pornhub uh, <laughs> Pornhub announced Life Plan A lifetime membership to its high definition On demand premium subscription service Pornhub Premium Starting on Black Friday, November 29th And running through Cyber Monday, December 2nd Fans can purchase Life Plan For a one time fee of $299 Via Life Plan Users will have access to Pornhub Premium Which provides well over 125,000 premium videos that are available in addition to the standard Pornhub library. Additional perks to the Pornhub premium subscription include an ad-free experience, faster video streaming, and access to a wide array of content in 1080p, 4K, as well as virtual reality. Trying to grow VR. Huh? Trying to grow, trying yeah. to grow VR. Yeah, you're going to need so there you go. That's your deal of the day for Black Friday. Uh, now it's time for Reader Mail. Uh, you can write in at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where you can also get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads... This episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Third Love. Nearly all the kind of honeys are using Third Love bras, and it's time to find out why. Uh, number one, perfect fit. Third Love uses uh, data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for the perfect fit and premium feel. Number two, more sizes than most other brands. Third Love offers more than 80 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. Number three, convenience. You can skip the trip and find your fit with Third Love's online fit finder. Order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. They're available every day to help via tax, text, tax, t- text, chat, or phone. Uh, returns and exchanges are easy and free. Uh, hands down, this will be the most comfortable bra you ever own. The straps won't slip, and there's no tag, so you won't be itching. Uh, Third Love donates all their gently used bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. So far, Third Love has donated over $15 million in bras. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they are offering listeners 15% off their first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today. Up next is Quip. You know about Quip. It's the electric toothbrush where they deliver automatically the brush heads, refills. The battery, the refills. They got floss now. They got toothpaste now. I love Quip so much that this morning I was late. I was very late to work, but still, packing for this London trip, the, uh, what I did is I opened up my little Quip bags, and I replaced the brush heads on Jen uh, toothbrushes, so we would be all set for London to bring out those pearly whites. You know what I mean, Barrett? Yeah. It's, it's oral health, and it starts right now. Quip makers of the Quip Electric Toothbrush wants you to know there's one single discovery that matters most to your dental care. It is simply this, that if you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you choose. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothbrush. Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. 
Uh, Quip delivers the fresh brush heads like I was talking about. Floss and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine routine is always right. Join over three million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash games. Uh, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, the good habits company. And finally, it's Upstart. Most of us have found out the hard way getting into debt is easy and getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers a smarter interest rate to help you pay off your high-interest credit card debt. You've heard it many a times. I moved here, got a loan, and my interest rate sucked because none of this was taken into advantage. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. Uh, they actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. They believe you're more than just a credit score. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. And the best part? Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. Hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Check your, checking your rate takes only a few minutes, and it won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Games, games, games. We've been talking a lot about streaming, so let's keep it going with Dave's question. Dave writes into Patreon. Fun. Keep the stream going. Never cut the stream. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Patreon.com slash games and says, Google Stadia has come out this week and has generally underwhelmed people with their features and available games. However, could they gain some mass market attention next year once they fully roll out the platform and allow people to just buy games and stream them without needing hardware or a subscription? Alternatively, could it also be the nail in Stadia's coffin if Microsoft and Sony include a similar option in any streaming platforms they launch? I mean, yes, anything could happen. They, there's, I don't know if you thought about this recently, but we're, we are officially at the point where a next-gen console has to be within the next year, within the next 365 days. Right. Because it's not coming, th- your week of Thanksgiving is not coming after Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. So within the next 365 days, anything could happen. Stadia could do that thing. Like, Ellen could show up and be like, this thing fucking rocks. Sure. Or who, who the hell knows? Honestly, I don't. I haven't seen any indication yet that they get it, mm-hmm. that they understand mm-hmm. why it's been underwhelming so far, or understand how to fix that. What do you? What would you be looking to see them get? A, like a mea culpa statement of like, listen, we know this hasn't been great, and here's how we're fixing it. I think a a roadmap would be the first thing. Ah, uh, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Just be like, here's what we're doing. Here's the big games we have. Here are the exclusives. Here's what we're working on. Yeah, this is like this is. They can't do it now because they are shockingly late to all of the internal development stuff, but they should have had a big game to show off before Stadia launch. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe not release with it, but the, the phrase I use for it is a Mario 64 moment. They needed a thing to show off, like, this is why you need to buy this Killer thing. App. Yeah. Like, they haven't done that. No. And that should have been priority one, and the fact that they're, they only recently announced they just, like, broke ground on a new studio means that, one, it, it's, it's good news that they're probably in this for the long haul. Two, it's terrible news that they don't know what they're doing, really, with it. Yeah. So could they change things up in the next year? Maybe. It's also possible that when my xCloud and PlayStation Now launch with the PS5 and the product Scarlet, that those are not going to be up to snuff, that they'll have similar problems. 
We'll see. It is possible. My xCloud experience this week using that after using Stadia, I'm like, man, I'm going to talk about it on Gamescast. I'm like, xCloud runs way better than Stadia yes. does. But also, we're in a weird bubble here. Sure. And like, I, I forget what podcast I heard it on, but like the their phrasing was, will this work on hotel internet? Which is like the main thing I've been thinking of because like, honestly, all like the... I want to play this game, but I don't want to buy new hardware for it. Audience is massive, but motivating them to buy a new thing and then buy games is much harder than you would think. Yeah. And I think Stadia is discovering that. Google is discovering that this is a problem. Yeah. I think that like the use case scenario of me in a hotel all the time, mm-hmm. right on the road all the time, is the outlier that's not with a normal thing right when right. when you think about people using this i think it is what they've talked about of like uh how xcloud has been used for like local couch co-op for games that aren't couch co-op right where it is the you know oh cool dad's playing on the xbox uh the daughter's playing on her phone you know mom's on a on a, a android uh, tablet or whatever right and mm-hmm. it's like oh that is a cool way to go and that is a cool way to do it and get access to the games you theoretically would have or already have and be able to share and that's right. what stadia is running into right of like well, cool, I've already played all these games. I'm not going to buy them again. So I'll wait for the next game that comes out and makes sense. But when that game comes out and makes sense, and it's not Darksiders, when the you know <laughs> 2020 games start dropping and they make sense, if Xbox is already doing the thing they were talking about during XO19, right. of, cool, yeah, no, your entire library is on xCloud. Then it gets, fuck, okay. Uh, why not only your entire library, but assume for a minute that they're going to tie this into Game Pass. Which, yeah, which they, they'd said. Be crazy they said. Not, yeah, they'd be crazy not to do that. Like, okay, I, I have this library... But I also have all these games that I've never really considered playing, but here I am, and I've got nothing really to do yep. right now. Yep. I don't got to download the game. I just got to like start up, and like I'm going to play Outer Worlds right now. Sure. Or, uh, Even like I, th- yeah. I think it would, be, it would go so far to have that library of disposable games, and that sounds negative, but like things that are a step above a mobile experience, but are right there. Like, you know what I mean? Of like, I assume, kindoffunny.com slash wrong. I assume Peggle is on Game Pass or Luminous is on, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. the puzzly little games that you, you open on your phone and play tap, but if it was that you're sitting at the DMV and they have Wi-Fi and you can put it on your phone and play that stuff there, maybe it doesn't always have to be, you know, yeah. Outer Worlds or jumping into something or huge. Or, like, just a game that does not necessarily have a ton of hype, but you want to try out. Yeah. Like, let's, removing EA access as a thing from the mentality here, like, Battle for Neighborville, that new Plants vs. Zombies game, I don't think I would ever buy that. But if it was just like a click away and just starts up like that, I don't have to download it. I'm not committing to anything. I don't have to clean the fridge to get it into the, my Xbox. Yeah. Like that's an ideal situation. Does like, okay, I'm going to play a quick couple, or a couple of quick rounds of this game. Yeah. Yeah. All of that sounds good. And that's why Stadia has a wrong business model in the first place. But I also think that they're a little stuck because they are too early to this game, this ball, basically. Because they, I don't think they would ever get Red Dead Redemption 2 onto that service if their whole plan was, yeah, we're not actually going to do bot- our unit sales. We are having it so if you just subscribe, you can get access to the game. And Rockstar would be like, fuck no. Yeah, no way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I can see why they're kind of stuck in that scenario. But it also means like, I, I personally, one reason I haven't gotten, or have not, as someone who thinks streaming is going to be the future, I don't necessarily like that, but I think that's where it's going eventually. Yeah. Uh, I personally have not gotten to Stadia because I think... Even if Google doesn't kill this in a year, they one day something will kill it. And thus those games will not exist anymore. Yeah. I will not have any recourse or action or whatever to be able to play them again. Yeah. So throwing performance out the window, I mean yeah. Xbox and X Cloud, 
is just the better ecosystem because it's already an established ecosystem and you understand it and I'm not worried about Xbox Live and Xbox going away anytime soon. Yeah, if I buy a game that is xCloud compatible, I have the faith that Microsoft will eventually go, okay, let's just download it. Because you have that option because any game that's going to play on xCloud is going to play on something, a device that exists, with that is a consumer device that exists. Yeah. That is not true with Stadia. Yeah. And that is going to be the, one of their biggest problems is the reputation around it now is even if you are one of those people that goes, I want to play Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't want to buy either console. I don't want to buy a powerful PC. I just want to pay the money to play the game. If you are that person, you will probably like Google it and see, oh, actually, everyone's saying that you don't actually own the game, that at one point Google might just kill it or whatever. Yeah. And like, I don't know how long I'll be able to play it. I don't know that it's going to work. You're going to see a GIF of somebody hitting like spacebar on the keyboard and like it taking... Yeah, five yeah. seconds for to yeah, actually yeah. do the thing. Like the reputation around Stadia is so bad right now that for them to like pull it together before the rest of these things come out is going to be it has to be one of their top priorities. And I don't see Stadia as one of their top priorities yet. hundred percent. And that's the thing where I think, you know, watching the Stadia subreddit melt down on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, right? Of it going from being a super positive place and when people would shit on it They'd be like, oh man, don't listen to that. You know, I'm super excited. Here's what I'm gonna play. Here's what I'm doing. To being the, they lied to us. I, you know, I bought it on day one, and I still don't have access. And I know my name's been taken. And this is, and where's the control? And it was like, I would have, if I'm in their shoes, Stadia's shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Had the community team or whatever, me as Phil Harrison, right? I would have been in there answering comments of like, dude, we understand, you know, yeah, because it's just transparency, authenticity, all this stuff goes so far. But if you're gonna sour the core audience like the people who are the first adopters who have been there forever they they are so hard to win back yeah and then once they're gone then yeah the the well poisoned and even if you do when this does launch and it is hey buy any game you want and play it on anything with any device and there you go like we're still so far away from that that if that was to happen and ellen was to sell that it's still going to be that thing of Somebody gets interested in that and turns to their, oh, you like video games. I saw this thing on TV in state. And you're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what a nightmare that was when it launched. Right. And even if it is cool at that point, xCloud sounds pretty cool, too. And that's yeah. how you could get into that. And I don't know. Even from their PR level, like it has this weird like tech bro kind of feel to it. Like Remember the AMA from a couple of – like I think it was last week or week before where one guy was complaining, hey, I, I ordered this. Like I was one of the first people to order it. I didn't get any shipping confirmation. I don't know that I'm going to get it day one. And their answer was, they thought it was going to be a very wholesome, actually, let me just drive it to you. Yeah, you yeah, live yeah, in the yeah, Bay yeah. Area, let me just drive it to you. And to the rest of the world, that was like, what a fucking like, weird thing that is to say. <laughs> like That seems so pathetic and like weird that they're saying, okay, if we can't ship it out on time. We're not going to explain to you why this is such a big deal to send you these Chromecasts and these controllers that yeah. aren't working day one and all that jazz. Like We're just going to like drive it to your house and play it with you. Like In San Francisco, I think people see that as a different thing than the rest of the world does. Sure. And I mean, here we are, right? Like, I was the same thing of like when they announced it and it went, like, here's the price and here's the thing. I pre ordered that day, right? Mm-hmm. I got my code. Well, re- reviews were Monday, launch day was Tuesday. I got my code to actually be able to redeem anything, which uh, I obviously already did because of the review unit. So I, uh, Kevin took mine. Um, but I got that code like two in the afternoon on launch day. Yeah. That was shitty. And guess <laughs> what? 
I still don't have the fucking unit. <laughs> it's, it's shipped apparently, but well, I still don't have it. Why are there specialized units for this thing? Isn't the idea that it should be able to work on anything? Like, I should be able to just open a Chrome browser right now and just play it. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's the dream, right? And that's where they're going with it. But that shouldn't be the dream. That should be launch day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, it's easy to say the console at launch day is the worst it's ever going to be for the most expensive it'll ever be. And that's that's conventional wisdom, and that's usually true. But these were things that this it was literally sold on. Breaking news from yeah. Barrett. A tweet from Atlas US says, days until, hashtag P5R announcement, 12. Is that Game Awards? Does that check out? No. No? No. Uh, to all Phantom Thieves, the... the to all the Phantom Thieves in the making in the West. Oh, I see. All the Phantom Thieves in the making. Yeah. In so the West, you have 12 days until we expose the truth of Persona 5 Royal uh, once and for all. So that just, they're going to give a date soon. Cool. Yeah. That's totally <laughs> That is fine. I'm not going to play that game again. Sorry. I wasn't trying to interrupt you guys. I was, no, I was no, no, no. Don't worry you. about it. It's, it, it was, we're, we're just rambling about yeah. Stadia like we do. You know, just two old men up here. <laughs> uh, Both saying this is not working and it should work. Yeah, exactly. It's a future there's going to be more past. of that on Gamescast today. Remember, 2 p.m. YouTube. Nope, sorry. Patreon.com slash games. You can watch live as we record it. And then you can get it tomorrow. Patreon.com slash games. Ad free with the pre and post show. Uh, if you don't wait Monday, it'll be up for everybody. Ads in it. No pre and post show. Uh, I got a required reading for you, Imran Khan. Cool. And this is a different one than usual. This is I want you to go to somebody's Twitter. Rambling Cameron. That's Rambling Cameron over on Twitter. Uh, this is Nicholas Cameron, who put up a long thread yesterday that I wanted to read to you here, but I want you to go over there and send love his way. He is a, uh, I should say this, he works at Respawn. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> before I get into that, he's a video game developer at Respawn. Nicholas wrote this, though. For Jedi Fallen Order, I was lucky enough to do the level design of an icon- iconic snowy planet that I won't name at the moment. While you explore it, you may happen across something special. An echo about Mar T. Bucky Cameron. That echo is a tribute to my dad. My dad's real name is Martin Cameron, uh, Bucky to his friends, and he passed away earlier this year, or early last year, I apologize. He lived an amazing life, and losing him has been hard. But one neat thing I'd like to share is that he's why I got into games. He was an old-school games industry artist with a resume that includes games like Monkey Island and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. You can check out the whole list here, and then he links to MobyGames.com, so you can get that when you go to his uh, Twitter. Which means we shared something pretty wild. We both got to work on Star Wars games. I'll always be grateful that he got to know I'd be working on Jedi Fallen Order, but dang is it rough that he didn't get to see me ship it. All of that makes leaving this tribute to him extra special, because it's within a world that we shared, and now he gets to live on as a Jedi in the Star Wars world. Thanks so much to everyone who helped, me make, this po- who helped make this possible. It really means the world to me. That's great. That was making the rounds yesterday, and I thought it was really awesome. So if you, for some reason, don't follow me on Twitter, maybe turned off my retweets. Rambling Cameron over on Twitter. You should go check it out. Look at the photos. See what's up. Really beautiful. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I found, I found it in game when I was running around trying to 100% the map, and it was that thing of, like, Bucky? Like, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, a yeah. story here, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, it was is cool to actually get name. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's time to squad up. This is where we ask you to write in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, giving me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a game. I read to hear the best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, the five-star man needs help on Google Stadia. The five-star man's Stadia name is the five-star man, all one word, numeral five. I finally got my code and my username locked down, although seeing my friends list sit at zero is just sad. I would love to fill that with best friends to be able to see what everyone is playing and check out the achievements whenever they launch. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, though. 
I don't know how much I'm going to actually use Stadia, but I'll be down for some Destiny or a match or two of Samurai Showdown sometime. If you have Stadia and you want friends, the five-star man is your five-star man. Did you see it lets you put in your AIM name, ICQ number, and MSN Messenger name? I did see that. I saw somebody goes, what year is it? Ah! <laughs> uh... Uh, oh, you're wrong. I was like, wait, I turned the page. I mean, uh, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight as we get things going and do the show. Um, Nanobiologist says that alongside of Half-Life Alex, Valve also announced that they're releasing source two tools alongside the game. Yeah, Nanobiologist says there is no Peggle or Luminous on Games Pass, and I think that's horrible. And then... Chicks18 says, Imran was saying that you can't play Stadia on day one in your Chrome browser. Stadia has been working on getting codes out to everyone. Once you have the code, you can, in fact, play in your browser. I got my code last night, and my Chromecast and controller aren't expected to be delivered until Monday, the 25th of okay. November. Yeah, I was confused about that because Fran was asking me a million questions last night because Fran's Fran. And I went and looked at a thing where it was like, here's what you can use a DualShock on these platforms. I was like, this is such a fucking weird launch. I have no yeah. idea what I don't even know anymore. <laughs> so I was just going to dodge the question. Thank you for telling us we were wrong. Yeah. Imran, mm -hmm. it's time for me to go to London almost. We're still doing Gamescast. Okay. But I'm leaving Kind of Funny Games Daily in your hands. Of course, you're hosting tomorrow mm -hmm. with Fran, then Monday with Fran, Tuesday with Gary Witta. Yeah. And then Monday at 2 p.m., you guys are doing a Gamescast, Fran, Imran, and Andy. Does the structure of that is still under debate? Sure, of course. I'm going to have to ask Kevin about if we can do some certain things. But okay. Yeah. That one might be a live show? I'm not Ooh. sure. Ooh. Well, then stay tuned, everybody. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. I am going to London, and then remember, next week's Thanksgiving, so we're just doing those first two shows, and then blackout here for a while. So you got other things to do. If you're in the other countries, I would say watch Disney+, Plus, but you can't. You have no idea what Baby Yoda is. You look <laughs> at him, and he, he does he talk? You don't know. I still no be idea. getting tweets about it during the show. Oh, yeah, you're going to be. Yeah, don't worry. That's it's going to be forever. Soon. Yeah. Uh, remember, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, podcast services around the globe, patreon.com slash kind of funny games, all those things. If I'm going to see you in London, get your drinking shoes on because we're going to party. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.